Hi, Pastor Adam here, Kyoto Church and New Life family. Hey, a big shout out to all those who are joining us. We are so glad you're here. Hey, do let us know where you're joining from. We would love to hear from you how we can pray for and with you. That would be so good. You know, so much has changed from even last week with, with lockdown now happening. We had to move Tom and Tara. If you remember, we prayed for them last week. We had to move Tom and Tara's wedding to beat the lockdown. In fact, I think it was probably the first level three pre-lockdown wedding in the country. Since then, we've learned of other new life weddings, Sam and Sonia Carney from Napier Christian Fellowship. And I was just thinking about that. That's Tom and Tara, T&T, and Sam and Sonia, S&S. And uh, of course, they're all in lockdown right now, but I'm sure they'll think of something to do, as I'm sure you're all thinking that too. With all the changes, we can't have a worship team here today. So I'm going to be leading worship for this week. I've realized this is my big chance. This is my, 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 my big break. And no, just joking. Hey, as we move in today, why don't you enjoy some new life worship with this song, I Surrender. Your love. 
To you. you know, in the weeks ahead, we will have other New Life worship teams leading from around New Zealand. We'll have some fun stuff for the kids. We'll also look at how we can do to communion together for us all. And again, just remembering, although a lot has changed, God hasn't changed. His word hasn't changed. And our mission hasn't changed. Let's be ones who love God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. And of course, love our neighbor as we would ourselves. Anita and I are so thankful for each and every one of you and we're praying and believing God's best for you and for your family. And I'm so glad you're in our virtual bubble today, staying home and staying safe. I pray the message blesses you each week and not just on your Sunday, but also on your Monday and your Tuesday as we really do as a nation have an interesting few weeks ahead. Can I encourage you in that though, to look up in your lockdown? Look to him. That's where truly our help comes from. Psalm 121, you know it. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you, the Bible says. The Lord is the shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you, the Bible says, from all harm. He will watch 
over your life. Know that today. He's watching over your life. The Lord is watching over your coming and going both now and forevermore. You know today, we need more than ever to be a people of courage. These are not times to be a coward. Ambrose Beer said this, a coward is one who in a perilous emergency thinks with his legs. He runs away. There's no doubt that we are in the middle of an emergency. So we need courage. But what is courage? The dictionary defines courage as the ability to do something that frightens one. You see, courage is not the absence of fear. It's the mastery of it. Courage is not the ability to get rid of all our fears. I, I think when people say that, it is not a reality. Courage is not the ability to get rid of all our fears. It's the willingness to carry our fears with us into the unknown. Someone said, courage is just fear that has said its prayers. See, the person who refuses to move until all fear is gone will never move because fear is always there. Andy Stanley said this, fear is a constant companion. That's why courage is a constant necessity. You know, when the shepherd boy David was anointed by the prophet Samuel as king, that actually wasn't the thing that established David as a leader. What did establish David as a leader was one giant act of courage a nine-foot-tall mega-man, a lean, mean Philistine killing machine named Goliath. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 8, it says, The armies of Israel and the Philistines were lined up overlooking the valley of Elah. Goliath stood and shouted. Goliath shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight me and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul, the Bible says, and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. If you know the story, David was just taking some cheese and crackers to his oldest brothers who were on the battlefield. He was doing normal stuff, just like we all were a couple of weeks ago. We were just doing normal stuff. We were just trying to do normal life, but everything changed. Here's David. He arrives just as Goliath is beginning to shout his challenge. And what David hears and sees moves him to action. I want to tell you, we are facing a giant today and it's shouting at us. It's not keeping quiet. It's challenging us. And for many, fear, not faith, has gripped their life. And I understand that. That's, that, that's human. The Israelite army also, to which David's brothers belonged, they had allowed fear to stop them. And the truth is, fear can stop us. It can stop you. But you see, when David heard the challenge, he had a different perspective. David didn't look at how big Goliath was. He looked at how big God is. What's your perspective? 
See, the Israelite army, uh, they saw Goliath and they thought he's too big to hit. David saw Goliath and thought he's too big to miss. Understand, David's leadership was established in an environment of uncertainty and fear. Also know this, David was courageous but not careless. He didn't rush down the valley fueled by some testosterone adrenaline rush at the prospects of becoming a national hero. No, the Bible says he picked up the best stones. He walked, he didn't run. 1 Samuel 17 verse 40, David took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and he put them in the shepherd's bag which he had, even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. We know, of course, the end of the story. David took out the giant. He was no more. But here's what I want you to notice. Here's what I want you to notice today, what courage does. It says in 1 Samuel 17, verses 51 and 52, that when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled and the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted. You remember before it was the Philistine who was doing the shouting. It was the Philistine who was doing the challenge. But now as, as David uh, accomplished that feat, it was the people, the men uh, of the Israelite army who began to shout. And not only did they shout, they pursued the Philistines as far as the valley and to the gates of Ekron, the scripture says. See, I want you to notice what courage does. When David killed Goliath, there was what happened? An immediate reversal of momentum on the battlefield. David, through one act of bravery, gave an entire army something they dearly lacked, courage. Courage to engage the enemy. In other words, David's courage empowered others to act courageously. See, that's what courage does. Courage is contagious. We're, we're dealing with a virus that's contagious. I want to tell you, courage is contagious. Courage instills courage in others. So today, no. When you act with courage, and you're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that. When you act with courage, you empower others to do what they would not normally do. That's what courage does. So remember, in these days, what God said to his servant Joshua. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, I hope you've been encouraged today. Remembering that courage is not the ability to get rid of our fears. It's the willingness to carry our fears with us into the unknown, which certainly describes the day that you and I are living in. Do you need courage? Let us pray. Lord, I pray for courage in the battle, for everyone under the sound of my voice. We want to be victors and not victims, to soar and not sink, to overcome rather than be overwhelmed. Grant thy servants boldness in these days. Amen. You know, this week, would you take a moment and pray for the many serving on the front lines of this battle? 
the emergency services, the doctors and nurses. I can tell you uh, myself that we have people from our churches, from our New Life churches, working at some of the top levels of government on this crisis, and they need wisdom. But I want to give a special shout out today to those, those working the checkouts in the supermarkets. They need a medal. Come on. They need a medal for all that they are doing. They are all people needing courage and our prayers at this, to, at this time. New Life family, can I encourage you to continue to sow into your local church? As I said, they need it now more than ever to continue the ministry to you and your community in what is a very challenging time. I want to tell you, give God what's right, not what's left. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. As I come to a close, I just want to give people out there an opportunity to get right with God. Do you need to get right with God today? I want to tell you, that takes courage. It takes courage to say to God, I need you. I've tried my own way, but I need you. Could I pray for you in this moment? See, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. See, here's the good news of the gospel. It's not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. It's not about what you have done, but it's about what Christ has done on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. And so if you need to get right with God today, maybe you've been coming to church for a while, but you've never really given your life to God. Maybe, maybe this is your first time even hearing about the gospel. In a moment, I'm going to pray. And I encourage you as I do that, if you're saying, yes, that's me, Pastor, I need to get right with God, I encourage you to repeat after me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from them and turn towards you. Be my Savior and my Lord from this day forth. Amen. Keep following Jesus. Allow his word to touch your life and mold your heart. As we close, I just want to say this blessing over you all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.